Welcome to the Elite Life with Trisha and Kylie. This is where we'll teach you how to develop grit, give yourself grace, and succeed in real estate. So let's dive in. Welcome, 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 friends, to another episode of the Elite Life Podcast. I'm Trisha, and as always, I'm here with my incredible co-host, Kylie. That's me. I'm here, too. Hey. Hey. I'm glad to be back with our listeners this week, and today we've got a topic that we're kind of piggybacking on our last episode. Our last episode last week, we talked about toxic relationships, lovers, friends, family, and how to navigate those, what to look for, and how to deal with that. And today we are jumping in, and same, same, but different. We're talking about dealing with toxic employees. Yeah, so this is a big one for all of our entrepreneurs out there, business leaders, managers, um, really any any position you have where you are leading others and have to make decisions about who can stay and who should go. Yeah, because, I mean, toxic employees, they can disrupt your culture, uh, the business culture that you have. They can hinder productivity, um, lead to costly lawsuits, and if it's not handled correctly. So today we're going to jump in. We're going to discuss five essential steps that you can take to address a toxic employer or team member without ending up in a legal mess and sparing your culture in the process. Right, right. And, you know, I I said this in the last podcast episode, but I try to be careful with the word toxic uh, because everybody has different. Everybody throws it around. I feel like it's one of those general things like the word dirty. Like people come to my house, be like, your house is dirty. I'm like, no, we just live here. (laughs) Right, 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 right. This this is it doesn't necessarily have to be a toxic person. It can just be someone who's not a culture fit for you. And maybe maybe they came in and maybe things have changed in their life or changed in their circumstances. Or maybe they don't even realize that they are exuding negativity now because there's other things that are going on in their life and maybe they're bringing that to work and don't realize it. So I want to dive right in um, with step one, which is just identifying who this person is that's kind of busting up the vibe in your office. Like what is bringing the negativity or the tension? Um, you got to figure out who the problem is or what the problem is. You have to identify it um, because like Kylie was mentioning, it can manifest in a lot of different ways. It might be constant gossip. It might be undermining other co-workers. It could be harassment. Yeah. You may think it's one person and it's actually another. Um, and I've experienced all these different things um, in, our, in my own office and in offices that I have worked at. And, and and sometimes, like I said, it's very hard to, to figure out who is the actual rabble rouser. In the here. rabble rouser. Yeah. So you want to keep an eye out for patterns of behavior that really go beyond like typical workplace conflicts. Um, and you definitely want to keep documentation of these incidents and really kind of gather evidence, for lack of a better way of putting it, so that you can have a conversation with these people. Um, and it's not, it doesn't come, when, when you come to the table with, here's some evidence, here's some, you know, some situations that have come up, it's a lot easier to have that conversation um, because it's not like a me versus you thing now. Absolutely. And we've done um, two things really recently. It's so funny because I just 
opened this podcast you wrote this morning. And I've actually been going through some of these things at the office um, to try to stay in front of these situations. So I have actually, um, number one, been conducting interviews with all the agents because we're get, we're in Q4 and Q4 is just a great time as a leader to have conversations. They can be formal or they can be informal. With your people. With your people yeah. and get a feel for like, literally, I've just been saying like, I, I had one, um, I've had a bunch of them. I try, I'm trying to hit as many employees as possible. Um, but I sat down with one girl at the office and I just like started, I was like, hey, can I meet with you? Are you going to be in tomorrow? And she's like, yeah. And then she wasn't in. She's like, oh, I didn't know like if you really wanted to like meet. Was it formal? Was it informal? Were you just trying to say hi, whatever? And I was like, no, like I actually want to sit down and I want to um, review some things and get some feedback from you because you're one of our, you know, top producers in the office. And I just want to see what's working, what's not working. And this isn't even just about people. It's about our systems. It's about our processes. It's just a general feel for, and and you, like, how is life? Like, I started the the meeting, like, we sat down. And I'm like, how is life for you? Like, how are things going in your life? Like, yeah. what's going on at home? Anything you want to share? Anything I should know? How can I help how you? How can I help you? What are your goals now? Because your goals at the beginning of the year might have been X, Y, Z. Now we're nine months in. Those could have dramatically shifted, yeah. right? Like, anything could have changed between here and now. What do you like? What don't you like? What do you think we could do to make things, you know, better, different, give more to, you know, people, blah, blah, blah. Like at our office for a long time, we've tended to focus on getting new agents in, training them and like really pouring into new agents because that's a big gap in the business. But it had been brought up to me that like, okay, you do that. But what about the agents who have been with you for a long time? Like, what are you doing to help them? What's next? Like you get a new agent in, you get them producing, you get them doing amazing, they're total rock stars, then what? If there's no then what, then people leave. So this year, our main focus at the office has been our strategy for developing development and growth for those then what agents, the agents that are between year two and year five, where they're not a self-producing, amazing rock star, $20 million closer, but they're also not new. But those are your bread and butter. Those are your people that if you treat them right, you grow them, you care about them, they are going to be your $20 million producers. But what we noticed after 10 years is if you don't, they leave because there is no then what. And one thing I, I, I what's important about having these conversations is you're able to, like Trisha said, get feedback on what's going on. So Maybe the maybe the toxicity is stemming from the employee feeling like they're not getting the support from you as a leader that they should be, that they bought into, that they signed up for. And so um, one of Trisha's favorite things to say is you have to audit, you have to assess, you have to reflect, you have to audit, you have to assess, you have to reflect. And going through and speaking with your employees, just checking in at least once a quarter and saying, hey, what are your goals? How are we doing? How can I help you? Here's your KPIs for our business. Here's where you're here's where you're succeeding, here's where you're failing, you know, and it gives you an opportunity to, like Trisha said, open the door, get some feedback. Like when this is definitely an area where when I'm doing administrative consulting, my clients always ask me about this. You know, usually when you when you sit down and you start talking to people, I always, you know, I, when I'm talking to employees at other businesses, I say, listen, 
you know, I want you to be able to give me feedback on some of the other employees. I'm not here every day. My job is to make this environment better, to make these processes and procedures better. And we can't do that if we don't have candid feedback on what's working, what's not working, who's working, who's not working. Yeah. And actually, another thing that we implemented, which I got from these interviews, was one of the agents was like, I don't. I don't mind. She she says, I don't mind being your snitch, but other people might not want to tell on other people. She goes, what if you got a box? And it's not just for negative. It's for positive, too. Like if I want to give a shout out to Danny, um, I want to put in the box. Shout out to Danny for doing X, Y, Z. If I want to say I don't like Kylie because she smells like onions, then I want to be able to put in the box. I don't like Kylie because she the, smells like onions. That's the that's the word. That's the. I totally made that up. You don't smell like onions. But it's a box that says, please share. We care. Comments, encouragements, critiques, things we could do better. Please let us know. And we put it in our small conference room um, where anybody can go in incognito at any time, drop a message in the box, whatever it is. The box is locked. And then Kim opens it up and texts me all or emails me all the feedback for that week. And we do that all the time. And I actually got a text from one of the agents yesterday and she was like, I just want to tell you, I think it is so amazing that you are willing to listen to other people's feedback, comments, and concerns and adjust your business to make people feel comfortable and and heard. Like you let everybody be a part of the building of Elite. And I think that that's awesome. And I'm like, I I appreciate the help. I, I can only take it to this level because I only know what I know. So if you have some outside perspective or something you've seen in another office that works well or didn't work well, like or this. if you don't want to be the snitch that tells on this person <laughs> all the time, then you can drop it in the box. For sure. And But circling back, like you can usually tell which employee is the root of the issue because it shows in their work And it shows in their work ethic. Um, And I just want to throw this out there because there is a fine line between an employee coming in in the morning, having event sesh at the water cooler and then moving on with their day versus coming in, complaining, having a bad attitude all day, being cold and rude and providing bad customer service, you know, uh, being rude to other team members, being confrontational. You know, they're... You know, if you don't have direct access to your employee interactions, I highly, highly, highly encourage you to become more present. Trisha's always in the office. You know, the other business owners that I work with on on a consulting basis, some of them I've had to say, you need to be in the office more because you need to keep it. You need to tamp this down or you need to keep an eye on this. And um, the other thing it, it does, too, is when they see you around, like Trisha says, like Trisha's here, she's present, she cares, she's open for feedback, you know, and things like that. If you're a business owner, or you're leading a team like you need to make yourself available because if you don't or you don't have what I would call a ride or die. So I work with this um, one one agent. He's a super big team leader and he does not, he's got so many buckets going. He doesn't have the ability to be the eyes and ears on the ground, but he has a ride or die who is his manager who um, rain or shine shows up, fills in. You need to have one of those. So it makes it you you need to have someone that you can trust monitoring the things that are going on. Yeah, and the other thing is is <laughs> this is obviously the hardest part. Um once you've identified 
where the problem is, who who is like crunching that vibe at the office, <laughs> you have to have a candid conversation. You have to set up a private meeting to talk about the behaviors that are causing the problems. And I highly suggest not doing it in the office. Um, one of my favorite things to do is when I have to have a serious conversation with somebody in the office, especially somebody in the leadership team, I'll be like, let's go for a walk. And we go out in the neighborhood and we walk around the neighborhood that's by the office because, number one, our walls are thin. (laughs) Everybody can hear. And number two, when you are sitting across the table from somebody – That's a very adversarial body language. So if I am across the table from you, it's an us versus you situation. Yeah. And sometimes that's unavoidable. Like, you know, you're at breakfast. One person's on one side of the table. The other people are on the other side of the table. It's felt, though, and that's hard. So, like, if you can get outside and go for a walk or just get in a very neutral place, like, that's super important. And then when you get there, like, start the conversation with encouragement and gratitude, because this is a person who who helps your company grow. At some point, they did, right? Like, they're there, and they're working, and they're impacting, and yada, yada, yada. So start with something positive and some gratitude, and then help them to understand where the problem is, and then try to help, like, together create a plan to get better, right? Yeah. So so when you're creating this plan, it's important to set clear expectations for improvement and basically consequences if those expectations aren't met. So like Trisha said, if you're having a conversation with someone and, you know, maybe they are just um not vibing with another another person on the team, you know, you say, "All right, I understand there's some conflict here. Neither one of you are going anywhere." you know, what are your ideas to fix this? And if they don't have any ideas, you need to make sure that you as the leader have some solutions to bring to the table. Say, okay, well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to move your desks away from each other. So that way you're not physically, you know, in proximity to one another. And, um, uh, you know, you just, Ah, you just bring some of those solutions to the table and you talk about here's what I'm expecting from you. You know, if the issue is customer service. So I'm, you know, for the next week, I'm going to be monitoring and getting some feedback from the people that you're interacting with, you know, in person or on the phone or over the computer. I'm going to be asking, how was your experience with this person? You know, how did they solve your problem? Did you feel satisfied? And I am expecting, you know, five out of five stars or four out of five stars. And if not, I'm going to ask them why and we're gonna you know if if this doesn't improve here's what's gonna happen next it's very important that you outline expectations and set those boundaries up yeah and again like everything comes down to communication because just like I was saying in step one like I don't know what I don't know so if nobody in the office tells me that you know this thing is a problem like oh everybody hates the coffee it tastes like garbage but nobody tells me they hate the coffee you're gonna keep buying the garbage I'm gonna keep buying the garbage coffee same thing with your employees if this agent at my office constantly gets complaint calls but I don't sit down and say listen I have had this, 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 and this call 
all of them have been complaints. If I just keep letting those go by the wayside, then they don't know there's a problem. So they can't fix it. Right. So you're not doing, you know, anybody any favors by hoping that it just gets worked out by itself. It's not going to because they may not realize that there's a problem at all. And there's been problems that are with me. Like when I first became a leader, I didn't, I nobody teaches you how to own a business. Nobody teaches <laughs> you how to be a broker. Nobody teaches you how to be a leader, right? Stars Academy does. Stars Academy does. Starsacademy.com. Um, but I didn't know what I didn't know. And I didn't know how I came off to people sometimes. So I like to be very oh, efficient. I'm intense. I didn't know how intimidating and intense and sometimes dismissive I am because I'm trying to be super efficient and work, 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 work. And then somebody would come in my office and I'd look up and I'd answer their question and then I'd go back to work. I didn't mean to be dismissive. I didn't mean to be intense. I didn't mean to be, you know, unapproachable. That was just how I had always worked. So after a while, TJ and Andy came and were like, hey, listen, all of these agents have said, like, they're afraid to come in and talk You're to you because scary. of this. Right. So I just start, like, auditing my own behavior. So now when an agent comes to my office, I literally take my chair out from behind my desk and move it out. So, like, I'm open and there is space between the two of us if they're going to stand at my door and talk. Or I'll be like, come on in, sit down. They sit down in the chair. I come out from behind my desk. I'm next to them and we talk or we go for a walk or whatever. But, like, it ha things have to be communicated no matter what it is. Yeah. So... It's important that you work with this employee to create a plan for improvement. It needs to be documented. So um, when you are dealing with someone and you're having this meeting, once you guys agree to what the plan of action is going to be, you are going to write it down on a piece of paper and you are going to put a deadline for when you expect the improvement to be completed by or when you guys are going to meet next for your next review. And you're both going to sign it. That is one thing I always advise my clients that I'm doing consulting for is um, uh, make sure that the plan is outlined on a piece of paper and everybody signs it so everybody knows. And if it does get really sideways and there are, you know, legal things involved down the road because of whatever's going on, at least you have a piece of paper that says, yeah, on April 1st, we met, we talked about these things, we put this plan together and she agreed to do these things and they weren't done. So we fired her. Yeah, that's so important. I I had a, a friend desk person that was late all the time, like every single day. And like the front desk job is to greet people. So if you are late, nobody's there to greet people <laughs> or open the office. And we had said something, we had said something and we had documented it and we actually had to do that. We actually had to write down like you have been late all of these dates and times. And he actually hadn't even realized he had been late that often. He didn't realize. But we had a time clock. So it was documented when he came and when he left. So mm -hmm. it was like, here are your time cards. Here are how many times you've been late out of how many times you've had this job. Which it was like, it was no joke. It was like 28 out of 30 days he'd been late. And we're like, here's the situation. Like, here are the next steps. Like, this is your written warning. Like, you've already had your verbal warning. This is your written warning. If you are late two more times that you clock in late, you will be terminated. And so he ended up getting terminated, obviously. And his 
his mom was an agent for us and she was like what happened and i was like here's the documentation because i don't i made sure i documented because i didn't want her to be upset like this wasn't our fault we we gave him every chance like we had documentation for everything we didn't want to fire him it's hard people need to understand it is hard for a boss to fire people we have to find somebody else we have to retrain them we lose money we lose time like we don't want to do that we pour into you we develop love for you we format these relationships we want everybody to stay so you know you got to have it written you got to have a plan and and then we all have to get back on board yeah yeah and the goal again is to number one outline the problem number two set expectations number three set a deadline and then give them the chance to improve right it's um unless it's something absolutely like abhorrent usually you want to make sure that someone (coughs) has an opportunity to improve and make sure that you know things are are fixed and keeping an eye on you know on the employee's progress is super crucial regular check-ins can help you know ensure making that they're making the necessary changes um what are some of the ways that you know you could check in with an employee without being aggressive because (laughs) the last thing you want to do is like this person is already probably pretty vulnerable after this conversation they're probably pretty like worried about their job if they even care at that point you know sometimes people just don't care quiet quitting right which is garbage but that's another podcast so the last thing you want to do is like are you doing every single day are you doing the things are you doing the things are you doing the things so give our listeners some tips on some ways that they can check in with people without being a nut job so usually anytime I have a one on one with somebody I actually set our next follow up like I I do on the paper on the paper yeah or like if I have if I don't obviously you're in a meeting so you don't usually have the paper right there what I usually say is um, when I get back to my office I'm going to send you a follow up email with everything that we just outlined here it'll all also, like if we're signing a document, it'll also have a document for you to sign, authenticate, whatever. And then we're going to follow up and regroup uh, in 30 days. What about this day and time? And we set a day and time right then and there. Um, sometimes I'm not the best at actually like if I if I don't set the time and date right there sometimes I'm not great at following up and then too much time goes by so I would say like setting a deadline and being diligent about that follow-up is absolutely crucial or else things can go on uh, on bad because there's no there's no accountability for the fix for the problem. You have to have accountability for the fix for the problem. And then the other thing, like you said, other than like specifically setting the next check-in is just staying present in the office. Like I want to hear what other people are chatting about. I maybe will check in with somebody who is my ride or die or somebody who I know kind of has their ear to the ground and kind of hears everything. And not because I want them to tattle, but just because I want to know that everybody in my office office. Again, this isn't a me versus you or this agent versus that agent. Everybody's got to be on the bus. Yeah. We all just want to love where we work. And that is the most important thing to me when I, when me and Andy built Elite Realty, the most important thing to us when we built this company and this culture and we sat down and we talked about our mission and our vision and our values, I want everybody to walk in and be so excited about coming to the office and love being there. If they don't love being there, if I don't love being there, that's a problem that I need to fix. Yeah. And then I am going to make sure I am physically present every day possible until that is fixed because yeah. it it starts and ends with the leadership, period. Yeah. And don't forget, I mean, if you 
I mean, sometimes you have to involve HR um, or legal counsel if things escalate. We live in a very litigious uh, culture right now. And I'm I'm watching and reading about people who are constantly dealing with employees over various issues that we have not faced up until yesterday because it wasn't a thing. And so sometimes I advise my clients when they're having, having to have these disciplinary meetings, for lack of a better way of putting it, is is having another person in the room, having your ride or die in the room, having a secretary in the room, having someone in the room. That way there is another witness to what was said, what was done, what was agreed to. Because the last thing you want is to have this conversation and then have this employee go out and say, this person said this, they threatened me with that, they told me this. And now it's turned into this big thing that it wasn't just because this person's pissed off. Right. You caught them in their bullshit. Yeah, absolutely. So like at the end of the day, there's your five steps, right? We love to give just like easy steps, identify the problem, communicate, make a plan, monitor it, and then take action. You need all five of those things to make sure that you are moving the needle forward. You're keeping everybody happy in your company. Culture isn't falling apart. Yeah, culture is everything, guys. People will quit. Not because of the money, because of the culture. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And again, you know, sometimes, you know, despite your best efforts, sometimes you just got to let people go. So make sure you plan for that as well to protect everything that you've just built. Yeah. And like like Kylie said at the beginning of the episode, this is a two-part episode. So this one was about um, toxic employees in the workplace. But if you are like, I'm not a business owner, um, the episode before this one, last week's episode, is about cutting out toxic people in general, friends, family members, um, whoever it is in your life. The whole point of this podcast is we want everybody to live a life that they love and leave a legacy they can be proud of. So if you don't love everything about your life, your business, the people that are around you, like I said at the end of the last episode, you are not a tree move. Yeah, you have the power to change. So go listen to that episode. All right, cool. Well, we are all wrapped up for today. I hope that this was helpful. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, and share. You never know who needs to hear what is going on in this podcast. We so appreciate you guys for joining us, for loving us, for following us. And don't forget to come back next week for some fresh content on the Elite Life Podcast. Bye. We thank you so much for joining us today on the Elite Live with Trish and Kylie. Be sure to share the episode with a friend so we can continue bringing you more great tips on grit, grace, and real estate. You can also connect with us on Instagram, Facebook. We hope the ideas we share continue to help you build an empire and leave a legacy.